0: Hi, folks. It's Voss here from the thechrisvossshow.com. The Show.com. Hey, we're coming here with the nergate Podcast. Who knew we'd do another, but you knew we were going to do another one because we've always done another one. That's what we do around here. Anyway, guys, uh, be sure to refer the show to your friends, neighbors, and relatives. Have you reached out to your loved ones and said, be part of the Chris Vos Show family, the family that loves you and doesn't judge you? Knock on their doors on Saturday morning, just like the Mormons, and say, hey, have you heard about our Lord and Savior, Chris Vos Show?" I'm just kidding. Don't do that. that you probably get shot, especially in some of the neighborhoods I'm sure most of you live in. Anyway, guys, I was rude to say about my audience. Wow. I don't know, maybe you live in highfalutin neighborhoods and they just have guns. You never can tell these days. Anyway, guys, go to YouTube.com, for us, Chris Voss, hit the bell notification button. Go to Goodreads.com, for us, Chris Voss. Also go to all of our groups, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all those crazy places the kids play at these days. Also, subscribe to the LinkedIn newsletter. Newsletter. It goes out daily and it's crazy how popular that thing is on YouTube and the 132,000 uh, member group on LinkedIn as well. You just find it in the Chris Voss Show or my book Beacons of Leadership. So we're excited to announce my new book is coming out. It's called Beacons of Leadership, Inspiring Lessons of Success in Business and Innovation. It's going to be coming out October 5th, 2021. And I'm really excited for you to get a chance to read this book. It's filled with a multitude of my insightful stories lessons my life and experiences in leadership and character I give you some of the secrets from my CEO entrepreneur toolbox that I use to scale my business success innovate and build a multitude of companies I've been a CEO for uh, what is it like uh, 33, 35 years now we talk about leadership the importance of leadership, how to become a great leader and how anyone can become a great leader as well or order the book where refined books are sold. Anyway guys we have an amazing author on the show he's a multi book author in fact I believe this one's in a series. We'll find out here in a second. He has a book that's coming out on 2-22-22. That would be February, by the way, for those of you who can't count. The book is called No Second Chances, a novel by Rio Ewers. He's on the show with us today. He's going to be telling us about his amazing book. And he is the critically acclaimed author of Lola on Fire, Westlake Soul, and Halcyon. His 2017 thriller, The Forgotten Girl, was the finalist for the Author Ellis Award for the Best Crime Novel. He is a writer of Sleeping Beauties, a comic book series based on the best-selling novel by Stephen King and Owen King. Real lives in Ontario, Canada. <laughs> Real lives in Ontario, Canada, eh? I was setting up the A joke, pulling off the boot in the A, and I blew the Canada. How did I do that? with his wife and their two children. Welcome to the show, Rio. How are you?
1: Great. Thank you so much for
0: having me on the show, Chris. Great to be here. There you go. Eh? And my apologies to my Canadian crowd. We did not mean to offend O Canada. What's funny is a friend of mine was who's a Canadian, but he's stateside here. He was talking about uh, about uh, Canadian insurance. His, his girlfriend went skiing and broke, he broke his arm, and so he posted the difference in cost for when his son broke his arm in u.s and and canada and he was talking about it and and uh, so i posted the the video of rush of getty lee and the two guys from uh, the great white north if you remember that i'm a child of the 80s so right, that's right. we were talking about a and he was talking he was complaining about how after leaving canada his girlfriend is pissed at him because he says a all the time now which i think is awesome so anyway <laughs> back to now that we've got the canada platform reestablished. give us your plugs so people can find you on the interwebs
1: yeah for sure yeah uh, rio you as i'm i'm really only in two places That's kind of where i hang out first one being twitter rio underscore Ewers. you as you find me there honestly it's been a lot of book plug-in recently and not really anything else but yeah. that's what you got to do right you got to put in the work yeah. and i'm over on instagram as well yeah just look me up rio you And i'm the only one around so you're, you're not gonna have any trouble finding me there you go. So, give us the foundation of uh, what motivated you want to write this. Well, really, I mean, I, I mean, who isn't interested in celebrity? Who isn't interested in Hollywood and Hollywood parties and, and what the Hollywood elite get up to and the, the good and the not so good? So, that was always kind of wanting to sort of explore that in a novel was always at the back of my mind. And I guess I had uh, with with no second chances. The characters actually came first. You know, there was always this desire to write a novel set in Hollywood. But while I was working on Lola on Fire, which was the novel that preceded No Second Chances, I had these two characters pop into my head. And one was uh, Luke, turned out to be Luke Kingsley, who's this washed up actor, cancelled, has obviously done something wrong, and has fallen from grace, and he's trying to get his career back on track. And the other, character was turned out to be Kitty Ray, who's mm-hmm. a young woman who's arrived in Los Angeles with, with her eye on the stars. I didn't know much more than that about them. And I just let them hang out there. And I'd sort of touch base with them every now and again, hoping that there was a story that they would sort of stumble into. And then when I finished uh, Lola on Fire, I started to expl- Luke and Kitty a little bit more fully. And then another character by the name of Johan Fly, who's No second chances. He's the antagonist of that. He's the bad guy. And when he entered the scene, I knew that was when the chemistry started to happen between these three characters. And the story spun out of there. And then I sort of linked this desire to sort of set a book in, in Hollywood with, I'll be honest with you, I wrote this book. During the thick of COVID nineteen and being able to escape every day to a place with sunshine and palm trees wasn't such a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? There so you go. came along at a good time, and I had a great time with it. I had a great time with those characters, especially Johan. He is one crazy dude.
0: <laughs> so, what sort of the category is the book in? And is, you've written a lot of different books. That I is it part of your other books or series or characters, or is this the standalone?
1: No, I started out really in, in publishing. I started out as a horror writer. I wrote you know short stories and novels with small presses. But as I branched into the, the major leagues, the, the big presses, I've, I favored more um, straight thrillers.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: this is, well, to be fair, my first two novels, which were with Mac- Macmillan, with a major New York publisher, were, I would call them, supernatural thrillers. Mm -hmm. So they weren't horror as such, but they were thrillers with that sort of supernatural thread running through them. It wasn't too over the top. It was just kind of there under the surface. Mm -hmm. Um, And then with Lola on Fire, which was my first novel with HarperCollins, that was straight balls to the wall action, Hollywood style cinematic thriller. I, I just basically wanted to take the formula that works so well in movies like Kill Bill and John Wick and see if I could do that in book form. And uh, I think I pulled it off, actually, which was no mean feat. And so this follows on from that. It's it's not part of a series. No second chances isn't related, although it is in the same universe because I make it I drop a few little Easter eggs. But you certainly don't have to read Lola on Fire first to enjoy No Second Chances. They're not really related in any way other than the same author. That's about it. So yeah, straight uh, action thriller. If you if your if your jam is like Quentin Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. and uh, look no further this is it's in that sort of elmore leonard quentin tarantino it's got that vibe going
0: on wow yeah i love quentin tarantino movies they're, yeah, they're awesome. usually always awesome i think there's been a one or two bombs but so uh, yeah he's always love his movies he's such a he's such a great thing would you say it's kind of it, it takes place in hollywood is it kind of like uh what was that once upon a time in america i think was his recent movie is it kind of yeah. gets into the hollywood hills or the hollywood scene
1: Oh, yeah, it definitely gets into the Hollywood scene with Luke. He's this, uh, like I said, a disgraced actor. In fact, when I was putting some notes together for the book, I realized I sort of arrived at the conclusion that Luke had been defamed because his wife, who's a famous soul singer, went missing mysteriously. Mm-hmm. And they had a very tumultuous, very public relationship. So naturally, everybody believes Luke killed his wife and they couldn't find the body so he's essentially got away with murder so therefore his career hit the hit the trash can pretty hard with i remember watching once upon a time in america and the character uh that brad pitt plays um cliff booth who's uh rick dalton's stunt double he actually is, is also accused of killing his wife and i thought that was that was quite it was yeah, you know, I was thinking along those same lines. Obviously, Quentin got there before
0: me, but I didn't steal it. <laughs> I hey, I think so, that's a great idea. That's what hey, I need. <laughs> everyone's written Hollywood noir, so there's always... Exactly. There's always yeah. Someone's got
1: to have killed someone somewhere, so...
0: I don't think that's ever going to end until Hollywood, I don't know, I don't know, falls into the sea or something. I and mean, even then, they'll probably yeah. still write about it underwater. So there you go. What are some other teasers we can tease out about the book? Maybe plot twists or pe- something, uh, something teasable that people can go, "Ooh, that sounds like something I should check in on."
1: Yeah, well, Johan Fly—he's our antagonist. He's a twenty-eight-year-old YouTuber. Mm. Uh, social media sensation. So he he appears really quite. He's the son of a Danish billionaire. So he appears really quite squeaky clean on the outside, and everybody kind of loves him. But obviously, he's hiding really quite a fierce darkness. Mm. And he's like I said, son of a Danish billionaire. But he truly feels a, a connection to his Viking ancestry. So he models himself after the Vikings. He fancies himself to be like a modern Viking. So he's got the the long blonde hair and the tattoos and the the braided beard. And he carries a replica Viking axe around with him. So, yeah. So, and he gets up to some mischief with that axe. There's a pretty good, it's not many, you know what? There are a lot of, there are a lot of sort of contemporary thrillers set in Hollywood. There are a lot of contemporary thrillers, obviously with murder and intrigue and mystery and car chases and everything else. And mine does have a car chase in it as well. Ah, Um, but car there are You've got to have a car chase. You yeah. know, I remember this piece of writing advice I heard once. Never put a car chase in your novel because you just won't be able to pull it off. I put two in the next novel I wrote. That'll show them. Don't tell me to not put a car chase in my book. Car chases are awesome, man. I know they're awesome anyway. So anyway, there's a car chase in this one. But yeah, so you the they got a little bit of everything going on. But you don't see many Vikings in modern day thrillers. So real Vikings? well he he really believes he is, so oh, there you yeah. go, I he's mean damaged. he's he's, gone, going, he's going full viking he's yeah, he's a pretty of a bit of a crazy dude, and with with Vikings come some pretty
0: vicious Viking sur this is all plausible too, because I've lived in California in LA right. and l a right I've been to all the parties where everybody stands around and goes, yeah I yeah, I was on a set today with Steven Spielberg and and blah blah blah, and you're like, yeah, you saw them from the extra table, buddy." Um <laughs> right. yeah. you were all roped off. You saw them probably in the yeah. distance there with the right. binoculars from your yeah. extra booth. But yeah, everyone stands around and they're working on a script or they're working on it's it's a whole scene down there. And what's funny is if you're not an actor when you go to those things, you don't have any sort of BS sort of pitch. I, they would always they always go around the circle an actor i'm an actor uh, i was working on this project for it's always some big projects it's never like i'm working on some theater thing that no one's gonna see out on elm or something it's always i it, i'm trying to pitch in a deal right now with the uh, mel gibson or something it's never like uh some shitty thing that they're working on and they come around to me and they go what do you do and i'm like i ah, just hang out and do stuff yeah you know? <laughs> right or anything they just look at you like Tis, tis. And I'm like, you guys are full of shit on everything you do. Anyway, it's funny, just the whole Hollywood yeah, uh, sort of atmosphere down there. It's crazy, man.
1: Well, right in the book, obviously, I felt at times a little bit out of my depth because I don't really know Holly- Hollywood. You know, right? <laughs> I grew up in the UK and I live now in snowy Ontario. So I'm mm-hmm. a long way from Hollywood. And there's a scene in the novel where, which takes place at a Hollywood party. And and I was really nervous about it because I thought, God damn, I'd never been to a Hollywood party. I don't know what a Hollywood party looks like. But then I figured, what? 99% of the people who read this book won't have gone to a Hollywood party. I think I'll be all right here. I think I can get away with it. So a little bit of creative license, and a little bit of imagination, and just using bits and pieces that I've picked up here and there. And yeah, I know people who have been to a Hollywood party. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's not much to it. It's just a really group of people who are over... Uh, really narcissistic maybe that's the right
1: word <laughs> I, I will take your word for it and if i ever end up with a hollywood party uh, you know maybe i'll email you afterwards and say hey
0: you were right i've had michael bolton looking at me across the party it's funny when you go to see celebrities that are on the downslope of the abc level and they'll and you will go to a party where there'll be a bunch of them like a grammy awards or something like that and They'll there'll be ones where no one's talking to them anymore because they're on the down slope of the D list or whatever. And they'll look at you. Like you you know, you ever look around a party and you always catch that same person's eye. Right, yeah. And they're always like looking at you, and you're like, What? And no matter what you do, like anytime you turn your head, you're like, There's that dude looking at me again. It was Michael Bolton. And he kept looking at me like, Hey man, I'm still a celebrity man. You should probably come talk to me. And I'm like, Right, right. I kept looking at him, I'm like, nah, I don't care about your music. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that looks
1: like Michael Bowen. I am definitely not talking to
0: that guy. I was, I was like, no, we were talking to the LinkedIn, the van right. the LinkedIn. I was like, uh, yeah. So we're talking to the new kids on the block here. Not the new kids. I wouldn't talk to them either. But uh, yeah, it was really funny. I did make a, of course, I, I did make a uh, beeline for the 80s star. I forget her name. She was always in Playboy all the time. She was in the movie Scream. She had that famous run scene at the beginning of Scream. But she was wonderful. But uh, yeah, it's always funny. You You go to some, I remember I went to some, and and there was there was a guy from Parks and Recreation, and he just kept looking at me all night long. And I was like, I'm not going over there. I just don't care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm a celebrity over here. Over here, big sign. Anyway, it's really funny how it goes. Anything more you want to tease out of the book before we go? It's very cinematic. It's a, it's an action thriller. I
1: just like I you know with books with my readers, I really want them to have a good time. So it's kind of like a grab the popcorn and, and let's go and. I think the novel hits the ground running and then it just keeps going. And and in the second half of the book, actually, the second half of the book is set uh, in a small town in the Mojave Desert. And then we venture actually out into Nevada as well. And that's when the the heat is truly on in the desert, figuratively and literally. So, yeah, it's a good, it's a cinematic thrill ride. And if that's your your thing, then come on board and, and have a good time with it.
0: There you go. There you go. So give us your plugs one more time as we go out so that people can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, I'm
1: at on Twitter, Rio underscore Uers, and I'm on Instagram. I think that's Rio underscore Uers as well, Y-O-U-E-R-S. That's okay. my surname.
0: Thanks for coming on, Rio. We really appreciate it, man.
1: Hey, no, it's great. It's been great. High energy. I love that stuff. That's fantastic.
0: That's what we do, it's the coffee. Uh, so, the coffee and the cocaine. I'm just kidding. I don't do coffee. I don't do cocaine either. Don't do that, folks. It's bad. Stick with coffee. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. Order up his book wherever fine books are sold. Don't go in those dark alleyway bookstores. Go in the fine bookstores because you can get shipped in those dark ones. Go to the fine bookstores and order up. Or order online. You can do that as well. You don't have to go in there anymore and get COVID. No Second Chances, a novel. 2-22-22. I love saying that. February 22nd, 22-22. So you can order it now and uh, get a jump start on your book club. Rio Ewers has been on the show with us. Thanks for coming on, Rio. Thanks Pleasure. for tuning in. Thanks for everyone for being here. Did I thank everybody yet? That guy in the back? No, thanks. Uh, you, you can leave. But everyone else, you're awesome. We love you and all that good stuff. Uh, go to YouTube.com for us. as Chris Voss. Uh, goodreads.com for us. Chris Voss. Hit the bell notification button on all those. Uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all those different places where the kids are cool, kids are playing. Stay safe, be good to each other, and we'll see you guys next time. So we're excited to announce my new book is coming out. It's called Beacons of Leadership, Inspiring Lessons of Success in Business and Innovation. It's going to be coming out on October 5th, 2021. And I'm really excited for you to get a chance to read this book. It's filled with a multitude of my insightful stories, lessons, my life, and experiences in leadership and character. I give you some of the secrets from my CEO Entrepreneur Toolbox that I use to scale my business success, innovate, and build a multitude of companies. I've been a CEO for, uh, what is it, like uh, 33, 35 years now. We talk about leadership, the importance of leadership, how to become a great leader, and how anyone can become a great leader as well. Or order the book where refined books are sold.